This is Ethan, and I'm here with Dave and special guest Vicky DeVries Rhymes with Cheese, and together we are Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode, 21 Centimeter. On this spoilerific bonus episode, we review the June 18th show in Los Angeles, California at the Wiltern Theater from Weird Al's 2022, The Unfortunate Return of Ridiculously Self-Indulgent Ill-Advised Vanity Tour. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. It's a podcast about Weird Al. It's Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast. Seriously, the whole podcast is about Weird Al. You don't have to listen, but we're glad you are. Viva Los Angeles! <laughs> we are in Los Angeles, and uh, as mentioned in the little intro, we have a special guest with us. Hello, Vicky DeVries, rhymes with cheese. Hi! <laughs> Vicky was our guest on. I don't remember what. Episode 17. 17. 17. I'm so glad you guys are on top of it. <laughs> Vicky, of course, is a, uh, a hardcore Weird Al super fan, a great friend of Dave and I, and she and Dave are the two incredible super fans who raised the money, raised the attention, petitioned the world to get Al the Hollywood star on the uh, Walk of Fame. So, um if you don't know who Vicky is, then it's your fault, because I just explained everything you needed to know. <laughs> We've talked about her enough on this podcast that you should know her. <laughs> and the mastermind behind Alfest 2009. So that's wow. right. That's right. Um, I'm sure we'll do a whole episode about that someday. But um, today we, we're going to talk about the first uh, L.A. show. Uh, Al's, I guess, homecoming show of the tour. Yeah. Or I guess the first one. <laughs> it's one of the first of one two of shows. Two. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that that uh, I don't know I don't know where Vicky came from, but I know that you and I flew in today. Yeah, uh, I almost didn't make it today. Oh Dave. no! What happened? Um, so, um, so this is you know obviously it's after one a.m. So it's technically Sunday, but speaking as though that <laughs> it's Saturday. Um, I was in New York, uh, where I live, and I had to leave my apartment at 4 a.m. to be able to catch my flight to get to Los Angeles um, by 11.30 in the morning, which is when you were coming in, Dave, with Jackie. And uh, so I had to leave at 4 a.m. At midnight, I get an alert on my phone that my connecting flight to Los Angeles was canceled. And I freaked out because I was leaving my apartment in four hours. I had to come to this. I'm not missing Weird Al in Los Angeles. Um, so I immediately, like, I went in the app and I'm trying to reschedule the flight. And, the, you know, there's no options, of course. The, the app for American Airlines sucks. Uh, so I went on their website and um, I'm, like, trying to find new flights. And it's like, we these are the new flights you can choose from. And they were all for Sunday. So I'm like, oh, my God. And, I'm, you know, it's like I'm trying to finish up. I'm trying to get, like, a, a few hours of sleep um, before my uh, having to leave and go to the, the airport. So, um Eventually, I was just like, I need a flight. I need to go to bed. So I just bought a brand new flight for um, on United, and I was like, I'm just going to do that. And I actually was – I think I was going to be on your flight, Dave. I was going to fly to Newark, and then I would have been on your flight. 
Um, so I did that, and then I was like, okay, now that I have a way to get there, I'm going to call up American and make sure you know I can get my money back uh, for the flight they canceled on me. So as I'm like waiting on hold, I get another email saying that the canceled flight has been uncanceled. Jeez. <laughs> And, of course, United's um, thing is you can cancel within 24 hours as long as there's more than 24 hours before your flight. So I'm like, oh, no. So I finally get through to someone at American. I was on the phone with her for literally 30 minutes. She couldn't figure out how to help me. And then she's like, let me put you on hold. And then she hung up on me. Um, So I called back to the customer service. And this is like after 1230 at this point. And uh, it said, your estimated wait time, you'll be picked up at 4.30 in the morning. I'm like, I will already be at the airport. <laughs> so um, I, as a Hail Mary, I, I tried to cancel my United flight, the new one, and I was able to cancel it. Okay. And luckily, you know, from Albany to Philly, that was fine. But I land in Philly and, you know, of course, I land in gate F and I have to get all the way to gate B. And so I checked the you know, departure sign. And it says Philly to Los Angeles canceled. I'm like, don't tell me this is canceled. (laughs) Um, so I like raced over there as fast as I could. And, uh, long story short, it was not canceled. I made it. (laughs) And, uh, I definitely, uh, lost some more hair, um, (laughs) through the whole, uh, whole debacle, but made it landed. Um, Dave, you and Jackie landed. Did you have any stress or ulcer-inducing pain no, getting not really. to the? Okay, yeah, it, was, it was pretty straightforward flight. I mean, there's not too much going on. I'm glad you made it. I mean, you know, I, I was waiting for the end of that story because I wasn't sure if you were going to make it. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded hairy a little bit there for a while, but it sounds like you made it. So it I made like it. You, all right, that's good. And where were you coming from, Vicky? I drove down from San Francisco. I was oh. at the two San Francisco out shows earlier in the week. Wow. So you're not from San Francisco? No, I'm from Central California, 100 miles south of there. So I did stop in to see my aunt on the way down. Oh, down. very nice. Yeah. Oh, cool. Well, that's great. So you got to see uh, two, two weird out shows yes. before the one that we saw tonight? Yep. Ooh. They're great. Very They're cool. My first two of the... Tour. Oh, oh nice. okay. Nice. All right. So, real quickly, were they good or were they terrible? <laughs> oh, <that was> awful. <laughs> they were amazing. Yeah. Good. Yeah. This tour is just some. So cool. It's just a magical tour. Um, so I'm so glad you got that. And and um, yeah, I, I guess we have a little bit more to catch up on before we actually get to today. <laughs> it's so hard just to get to today. Yes. Do we? Uh, well, I wanted to tell you that I got to meet, in San Francisco, I got to meet Beefalo Bill Burke. Oh, oh nice. Episode 72 Inch. Oh. <laughs> and Zeb Lemke, episode 87 Inch. Wow. So I have a photo of the three of us. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> I, I, I would love to meet both of them. I had never had the opportunity to meet either one of them. They They're both great ex- fun. excellent people, excellent guests, great, great yeah, you know, great super fans and, and great friends of the podcast. Of podcast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, amazing. Oh, cool. <laughs> well, shout out to uh, Bill and Zeb there. I think we'll be hearing some of Zeb's music tonight. I hope um, so. <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert. Um, so we we got in. We got the rental car, Dave. You, me, and Jackie, and yeah. we went to 
a ramen place uh, because we had some time to kill before our Airbnb that we are sharing with Vicky uh, was able to be checked in. Yeah, so we went to this ramen place and uh, we, we picked it because it was pretty close to the Airbnb. But um, we later on uh, we found out that um, <clears throat> from well, I guess not Rose Boy. We're gonna we're gonna talk about John Katz a little bit later. But John Katz was at the show and he uh, he. We mentioned that we went to this this uh, ramen place, and John's like, "Oh, that's a like a popular ramen, like one of the best ramen places in in like all of this area." So people like come like drive from Los Angeles just to go there. So, so we, we randomly picked this place. It was really good. It was, so, yeah. Uh, it's it. John's story checks out, but yeah, apparently this was like a place that like uh, is like really popular out here that we just happened to uh, to luck upon. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we, we checked into the Airbnb, uh, took a little breather, took a nap. I got my first hour of sleep today. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> took a little nap, yeah. Um, and then we, we headed right off to the Will Turn. Yeah, so we were heading over to the Will Turn. Uh, Vicky met us there. I know that our, our good friend UH Jeff and Kenneth Gwinnip were both also there and were meeting us there. Yeah, and they were with our other friends and supporters, and oh yeah, there's just so many people, so many. People. <laughs> we can't give full titles for everyone, but of course, Adriana was there. Uh, Scott was there with his girlfriend, his girlfriend Laura, and I think that was our crew, right? Was there anyone else? Our main crew, yeah. Because you met up with them first, right, Vicky? Yeah. Um, and the the goal was to check out um, Weird Al Jeopardy. Of course, uh, which uh, UH Jeff wrote all the questions. <laughs> <laughs> so we got in, and, and I was sitting next to Jeff, and there were some hard, hard questions. <laughs> and I turned to Jeff, I was like, I don't know most of these. Do you know all of these? And he's like, Not all of them. <laughs> he wrote the questions. <laughs> I say, It was, it was, uh, it was quite the adventure getting into the Will Turn Theater. Oh, I forgot. I, I already blocked I know, that on I my know. memory. It was, it was crazy because, oh. like, there's no indication that, that, you know, you can't bring any sort of bags in or anything. So Jackie had her accordion purse that she always carries. And it's not a big purse at it's all. It's not a it's, big purse. It's like, it's... it's it's tiny, I guess. Well, really. some of the bulk is, and, is just the, the ornamentation of yeah, an accordion, you know? And... and and so they gave her a hard time, and and they made her. And eventually, she had to to check the accordion bag. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I had to check mine too. I I never saw anything written that said yeah. you had to have only clear bags. Yeah, so I was able to to get everything. I, I carry a clear bag with me. I was able to throw everything <laughs> into a clear bag and somehow get that oh, through. You're brilliant. Uh, but yeah, it was it was hectic getting in there. Uh, well, it, and uh, so my, I guess we all had bag stories. So I usually carry my red um, Daniel Tiger's Neighborhood Live bag, um, which if you know, you know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I've, I've been bringing that to all the Al shows, and I, you know, I have a you know some stuff that I bring with me, and uh, I like to have the bag because it's easy to carry stuff. And if I decide to buy merch or if I find any newspapers or flyers or whatever, it's just it's nice to have. So I have that, and then I have like a smaller bag inside of that. 
Um, and then um, I was bringing something, uh, hoping to see someone. And so that was in a gallon-sized Ziploc bag. And the only way I was able to go in without having to go back to the car or check my bags was if I fit everything into that gallon-sized Ziploc bag. <laughs> and the guy, like, he, I was like, is this fine? He's like, it's fine. But if I catch you taking out either of those other bags from that bag and using them, I will kick you out of the theater. I was like, okay, <laughs> like, like, am I somehow going to materialize a gun in the I, meantime? I, like, I don't understand. Like, what is the issue? Yeah. <laughs> right, because he saw me. He's and we're me. going through metal detectors, yeah. and they're searching yeah. the bags. It's like, like, what is going to happen once they get through the door? <laughs> yeah, because he saw me take every. Because I, I carried the uh, the uh, tote bag from the first vanity tour, and I had everything in there. And, and he saw me like take everything out of the one bag, put it into the the clear plastic bag. And then let me in. I'm like, so why didn't you just let me in with the black bag? Anyway, <laughs> it was crazy. But now we know for tomorrow, just yeah. pack lightly and yeah. don't don't try to don't try to get yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so there's a hassle getting in there, but we did eventually get in. Um, and we got in. Um, I guess they'd already picked the contestants. Yeah, but by the time I got in, their contestants were already. And you, you guys were a little bit ahead of me, but I don't know when you got in. Vicky. I don't know. We, yeah, I don't know when you got in, Vicky. But Dave and I, and by the time Jack, I got we in, all split up somehow. Yeah, and I couldn't find you guys, so I just walked in by myself. And uh, yeah, yeah, the hey. rest of us walked in right as it was starting. Okay, yeah. So you, we, so you probably weren't. We probably didn't weren't too much after you, Mm-mm. and. Uh, Hold on, I need to open my Coke Zero. <laughs> nice. Ooh, that's a good. There's a nice echo in this. Yeah, room. nice so echo. If you hear an echo, we're we're in our Airbnb in, in this gigantic. <laughs> yeah, where huge are we? Rose Rosemead. 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 This giant, this gigantic room. Like this place is huge for Airbnb. It's nice. It's it's, it's a nice place, but it's uh, got a big echo in this room, and. Uh, yeah, so I would say we, we, by the time we got in, the, the contestants were already up on stage. And I I think the three of us recognized at least two of them. <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> yeah. So when I walked in, uh, yeah, there was, two, uh, there was three contestants on stage. One of them was Summer Woods. Summer Woods. What episode was she from? Well, she was not an official guest. She was uh, a pop-in guest. Oh, um, we haven't had summer. We'll have summer on eventually. Oh, yeah, she'll, she'll be on a full episode Singer, eventually. Singer songwriter extraordinaire yeah. Summer Woods. Well, she was supposed to be on when her album came out in physical form, and she never got in touch with us again. So, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe she got hey, in touch summer. with Frank, and he didn't um, drop the ball. <laughs> drop the ball on yeah, it. Stupid Frank. Frank. Um, and then so, someone in the middle who. Her name was her name was Lauren. I don't. I, I wasn't familiar with her, her. I don't think I've ever met her before. Um, and then on the end, the other end was our uh, good friend, super fan John Katz, who we had just spent just a week with. Just spent a weekend in Las Vegas. Yeah, so John was up there. Summer were up there, and uh, Lauren were up there. And uh, like I said, those were kind of tough questions. Like there were some really. <laughs> Deep cut questions that, you know, maybe uh, 
when I haven't been traveling and overslept, <laughs> maybe I would have had a slightly better chance at answering, but there were some tough ones. There were some tough ones. I was able to get a, a, a bunch of them, but I mean, some of them I just did not know. And uh, But I mean, I'll tell you though, uh, John, between John and Summer, they were knocking them out. Like they I were, think between the two of them, they got almost every answer. Yeah, yeah. There's only one or two that between the two of them, they couldn't answer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren could not. <laughs> she did not buzz in for any, <laughs> but they felt pity on her. So just to get her on the board, they gave her a question. Can you name one member in the band? And what did she say, Dave? <laughs> she said, who is Weird Al? <laughs> Which is technically correct. And she got points for that. So got her on the board. And those points uh, turned out to be important later. That was one of the questions I would have had trouble answering. <laughs> <laughs> who is Pat Regan? Oh, oh no. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, it came down to... to uh, like John and, and Summer like I said were, were pretty much uh, racked up on points I don't know how many they had close to a thousand each yeah uh, and maybe more uh, oh and uh, in addition to J.W. Marnie was up there she was Vanna White yes mm-hmm. so uh, so it came down to Final Jeopardy the Final Jeopardy question was something along the lines of which uh, two original which, Weird Al songs yeah, mention Russian spies. <laughs> and immediately in my head, I was like, oh, well, definitely um, uh, one of those days. See, and I my, couldn't think of the other one. In my mind went the exact opposite. My mind went immediately. I said, oh, it's Stuck in a Closet with Vanna White. And I could not <laughs> wow. think of the second one. So between the two of us, we would have we would have got it. That's uh, amazing. If we ever compete in Jeopardy, it should we be should you and I. We should be a team. If we teamed up, we would be unbeatable we, as a team. We, we, would, we would clear the board. But, uh, but if yeah. we're split up, we'll get half. We'll each get half right. <laughs> so uh, yeah, so uh, John, so John uh, went first, and he had um, he only had it was one of those days, and. Yeah, he had one of those days. One of those days, and then he couldn't think of the second one, so he he said, uh, "Don't wear those shoes." Yeah, and and uh, so he got half half of his. He lost half of his points for that one. Um, I don't remember what Lauren said. Lauren said, (laughs) "Lauren said something that that uh, really impressed uh, JW." She said something about cheese. Or something, yeah. and uh, JW ended up giving her like six hundred points, which knocked <laughs> her into second place <laughs> ahead of John. Ahead of John, <laughs> and then Summer, Summer, a credible, credible contestant, not got both of the answers correct. Yeah, <laughs> one. So Summer won on Jeopardy, and legitimately, legitimately won. won on Jeopardy. <laughs> Lauren came in second, and John was the complete loser. <laughs> and. Um, Oh, she said, Lauren said she was weasel stomped. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, she said she was weasel stomped. That was great. That was cool. Um, So then after uh, Jeopardy ended, we we got to socialize a little bit. And I I forgot to mention, as we were walking into the venue. Yeah, I mean, again, there were so so many people that we're going to do this all episode. Yeah. I forgot to mention. I forgot to mention. Yeah, walking into the, into, like, while we're hassling with security, uh, I look over and there is Lisa Popeil. Yes. Sitting out there and she says hi to us and we got to give her a hug and say hello and I don't yeah. know what happened to her. Her husband Bill was there and 
they they were actually uh, hassling her. I don't know because because really? I got stuck out with security when you oh. and Jackie went in, but um, her and her husband had all access passes, and they're really? like, "Oh, I don't know if we can let you in the store with an all access pass." And I wanted to be like, "Do you know what an all access pass means?" <laughs> like, as someone in the touring industry, I wanted to slap that guy. Do you, um, do you know the definition of all? <laughs> <laughs> but they, I don't know what ended up happening. But they were telling her she needed to go to the backstage door. Which, oh, I mean, I if I wasn't being harassed already, I probably would have gone over and stuck up for them. But. Um, hopefully, hopefully it worked out. I mean, we did see them. Spoiler alert: inside. Um, so I'm sure they got in somehow. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention: this was kind of weird, and um, a few people actually were asking about this, like on Facebook and stuff. Was it was really unclear about what time the show started? Um, so the tickets and the website and everything said 7 p.m., but the show was actually starting at 8, and the doors opened at 7. So Dave, when you and I arrived around what six o'clock. Um, there was actually already a whole um, line of people waiting, like to get yeah. in. So they would have been waiting over an hour to then just get inside to wait. An oh yeah, hour. yeah. There was a huge line outside already. So yeah, that whole thing where it's it's like they advertise the door open time as the time of the show is kind of shady. I'm not really thrilled with that. No. It's better um, to be there early than not yeah, be there. Yeah. I mean, you're going to miss the show, but they, they just want you to buy beer and, and stuff. But I just feel bad for the people who got there early and are just waiting outside for an hour. <laughs> They're weird Al fans. I know. I'm sure they had fun, but... Um, yeah, so like immediately after Jeopardy ends, you know, I get to say hi to everybody, you know, Jeff and Adrian and Kenneth and Vicky and you and Jackie and... And uh, I got to, to chat with our, our good friend Scott Sorensen, and uh, I don't know if I knew this, I probably did and forgot, but uh, Scott has a, a tattoo of Weird Al. Yeah, I knew that. Recording. And uh, so Scott and I were geeking out because we both have uh, tattoos <laughs> on our legs. We were chat, talking about that, and it's a relatively new, I guess he said he got it around 2018 or 19. Oh, you know what? Um, see, I knew about it because he had it when I was out here for the Gallery 1988 okay. show. And I think it was new at that point. So Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, um, it, was, it was new. It was from the... Um, was it the first Vanity Tour? No. Um, the one after. The Strings Attached. Oh, Strings Attached, yeah. And um, I was there the night he had him. Oh, very cool. of him. Signing it. And <laughs> cool. The next day he had the tattoo. Yeah. So it was fresh when I okay. saw him at the end of 2019. Mm -hmm. But I, yeah, I don't think you had seen him. Since, no, I have not yeah. seen him. Yeah, I definitely have not seen him since until tonight. Uh, yeah, so I got that. Uh, chat with Scott for a while. I was trying to make my way out to the lobby, ran into uh, an into comedy musician, Dino Mike. Mike Cisneros. <laughs> Is that right? Mike Cisneros? Okay. Uh, well, and Dave, we were split up, so... Oh, yeah, so it was, we had dealt totally different. So maybe I'll just... Maybe I'll go through my, my uh, adventures, <laughs> well, and then you, you can... You have better notes than me, so I don't want to forget people. Um, right after Jeopardy, I ran into uh, Devlin Wilder, uh, our friend and listener and supporter. I did, I did see Devlin. Um, I only got to see him, like, super briefly, yeah, but I got to, I got to hug him and say hi. <laughs> um, and then I made... I think I made my way to my seat... And um, I was sitting next to Kenneth, and I, well, I met someone cool, so I don't know if you want to. Well, 
Since we split up, we I mean, everyone was cool we met, but I <laughs> let me just say I got to see the director of Weird, the Al Yankovic story, and um, very cool because uh, Eric Appel wears uh, hats. Um, Dave, I presented him with the first ever um, Ethan Allman. Uh, oh, oh, I, I, I didn't think this through. <laughs> I presented him with one of my hats, <laughs> the same way that Doctor Demento like puts his hat on other people. Um, I have a couple uh, extras squirreled away of my signature two thousand inch black uh, baseball cap, and so I presented him with a brand new, still with a sticker on it, um, two thousand inch cap. So nice. Eric Capel is the first recipient of. The Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast, Ethan Allman, 2,000-inch hat award. <laughs> nice. Nice save. And uh, he he was, um, I believe, with his daughter. And um, also with him was uh, the editor for Weird, the Al Yankovic oh, wow. story. And I, I don't remember her name. And she was there with her boyfriend, I believe. And... Um, it was it was very cool getting to very to meet cool. them very briefly, and I wish you were there with me, Dave. Yeah, I did not I did not ever get to run into either one of them, uh, so that's cool. Yeah. yeah, so I was I was really hoping you would have been there. If, if oh, we were okay. if we were connected to the hip, Dave, we could have gotten good pictures with a lot of people, but unfortunately, <laughs> we were separate. No, we were separated. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so uh, after talking to Mike, uh, Vicky, and I headed out to the lobby. He picked up uh, some. I got I got a pretzel and uh, yeah, he got nachos. So I'm really so nice. jealous. I had nothing to eat or drink the entire <laughs> venue was, experience. There was, there was a lot of choices, but you yeah. know we were something just to hold us over till till later when <laughs> we got back to the Airbnb. Yeah, so we were just kind of uh, we're kind of uh, we well we we went into the theater and right as you walk into the theater there's a bunch of like high tables where we just sat down and we just were chatting and, and eating our food and and as we're eating uh jw halford walks by and oh. starts start chatting with him mm-hmm. you know he's telling us a little bit about uh, you know jeopardy and everything and uh nice to catch up with him him um uh, and, and we're near the entrance, so we're seeing people walking in and out all the time. Another comedy musician, the great Luke Ski, yeah. came over. We got to, <laughs> to chat with Luke. Well, I, I haven't seen him in a while, so it was really cool to get that. I don't think I've seen him since the star ceremony. Um, so ch- chat with Luke for a while. See, I, I know who Luke is, and I know what he looks like. I've never actually met him, and I didn't even meet him tonight, so. I saw him. You were in a picture with him. I was in a picture with him. I was in his presence, but I did not actually get a handshake and hello, my oh, name well. is... We'll do that tomorrow. Is he there tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, and please, please, guys, make that happen. And then... Uh... Well, Dave, let me jump in because I got to see a comedy musician while you were... Um, you did. Gone. Uh, comedy musician and uh, former guest on Dave and Ethan's 2000-inch Weird Al podcast, Zach Sherwin. Um, oh, cool. was there and uh, Zach was the recipient of one of my uh, extra tickets that I bought <laughs> um, and uh, <clears throat> I remembered um, that he was a Weird Al fan but he had never seen him live or no he had seen him live but he didn't see the Vanity Tour so 
I was like, Zach, I messaged him last week. I was like, I'd like to offer you a free ticket. It's a good seat. Cool. And so he uh, he went and then he purchased a ticket for his girlfriend, Diana. So I got to meet her and um, I, I've known Zach for a long time. Um, since, since before I knew you, Vicky. So, um, so it was good to catch up with him and, and he was asking me a lot of questions about, um, you know, the Weird Al shows and how I've been to 18 of them prior to tonight and, uh, stuff on this tour. So, uh, it was really cool getting to talk to him. And then I was like, he wanted to meet you, Dave. And I was like, I don't know where he is. I couldn't find you. <laughs> well, I'm jumping way ahead here, but I did, uh, I did run into, uh, you did introduce me to Zach. Yes, we eventually I'm jumping way. We eventually found you, <laughs> and uh, did get to meet Zach and uh, Diana. So that was really cool. And uh, actually, uh, Zach was sitting like two rows ahead of us. Oh, cool! Uh, when when because we were we were sitting separately. I was sitting with Vicky and Jackie, and you were sitting with uh, Kenneth and UH Jeff, and uh, we were so we were separated. But uh, and, yeah. and for people who don't remember uh, Zach's connection to Weird Al. Not only is he a comedy musician, comedy rapper, um, and he runs the cost, the crossword puzzle show. He also is a regular writer and performer for epic rap battles of history, and he wrote a lot of the um, Sir Isaac Newton rap, yep. uh, the one that Al was in. Oh, and um, nice. so Diana, his uh, girlfriend, she is like an accountant or whatever, but she works for an architecture firm. And I was like, oh, do you know Weird Al's connection to architecture? She had no idea. <laughs> oh. uh, so she thought that was really cool. And um, she, uh, as an artist, she creates uh, like miniature sculptures out of like found materials. So I'm really excited to like look her up on Instagram and actually check out her work because that sounds super cool. Cool. Yeah. So we're also chatting, well, we're also uh, finishing up our pretzels and nachos. Uh we ran into uh, the person who designed our brand new stickers that we just have out for this tour, the My Little Pony stickers. Yeah, I don't know if we've talked about these on the podcast. It's kind of been a, a surprise to people that we've seen this tour. Um, I don't think we've even described it. So it's it's cheese sandwich hugging a pony version of Dave and a pony version of me. Oh, how <laughs> uh, cute. Have I you seen it? I haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'll go oh, get you one. I must well, have one. Well, Dave <laughs> talks about it. I'll grab you Yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's it's really well done artwork. It, it's it's probably one of our most popular stickers. People freak uh, people out. People freak out when they see it, you know, uh, My Little Pony cheese sandwich and everything. Uh, but, yeah, so the artist is uh, a, a, a person who goes by the name Stardraw. So uh, we did get to see Stardraw and her, she was there with a, a friend of hers. And uh, so I, I got to show her, I got to give her a couple stickers. I didn't have too many. For some reason, I, I've got to make sure I grab more stickers from you before tomorrow's concert, Ethan. But uh, I, uh, I gave her the couple of pony stickers I had, so she had not seen them yet and she was excited. Uh, so that was, was really... Oh, and Vicky's looking at him for the first time. So it's so obviously um, the so Dave and I we're confession time. We're not bronies, um, but, liars. But we do have fan art of us as ponies. So I, I, maybe we are bronies, Dave. I think you are honorary bronies. Um, Those are darling. So it's got a cheese sandwich in the middle, hugging Dave and I, and Dave is a, a unicorn. Yep. Mm-hmm. 
a uh, like a blonde unicorn. He's got his uh, beard and his long hair. His cutie mark, which is the little symbol on the butt, is the Hollywood star. Yeah. And um, what's really awesome is she also drew your um, tattoos. Yes. So the uh, from the angle that we see uh, Unicorn Pony Dave, um, <laughs> we can see a pony version of Al with a little cool. signature and a pony version of Jim with a little signature. It's cool. it's The attention is so perfect. Um, and then uh, I'm a... Pegasus. A Pegasus, thank you. With uh, my my uh, my hat, signature hat, signature hat, uh, as seen in the Dave and Ethan's two thousand inch Weird Al podcast, Ethan Allman Award Award, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever I said, <laughs> whatever I said. I'm a gray Pegasus, and my my cutie mark is the uh, the TVs from our logo, which are very similar to the TVs from the UHF yeah. logo. <laughs> yeah. You guys are the cutest ponies ever. Thank you, Vicky. So Aww. if uh, if you see us on the road, um, uh, well, we have a bunch of these, and yeah. we'd love to give them to you. And I knew that I knew that uh, you had a whole bunch more stickers. We just some new stickers we just got in like a couple days ago. Yeah, too, uh, which which we have. So I didn't have those. So I sent Stardraw your way, and hopefully you. Uh, I did. I, I was able to hook her up, and I. Would, um, I don't even know if I talked to you about this, Dave, because we we've been so busy lately, but. Um, in addition to being an incredible drawing artist, Stardraw Star is also a, um, what is it called when you knit stuff into, what is it, crochet? Is it uh, crochet? She's a, she's a great crochet artist. And she actually made me a couple Weird Al plushies. Um, I traded her some Weird Al stuff, and the plushies are I haven't taken any pictures yet. They're the coolest things ever. As soon as you see them, Dave and Vicky, once you see them, you're going to be so jealous. Um, I told her, like, as soon as people see these things, you're going to have to make a million of them because people are going to be really, really uh, jealous. Um, so it's great to finally meet her. Um, and uh, I wish we could have been together with her, Dave, so we could have got a picture with her. I would have loved that, but... Um, alas, we didn't see her yeah, together. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure where uh, where Jackie was. I think she was off with our friend and uh, <laughs> former guest Alexis Adams. I think they were running off together doing stuff. Yeah, everyone was yeah. <laughs> split up tonight. So, yeah, so I, I mean, I, I guess we 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 sort of headed in, and uh, that's when I sort of saw you and. Uh, Oh, we saw Joe Jaffa, too. I knew we would yep. forget. So I got to see Joe Jaffa. Uh, John Katz came over. We were chatting about his Jeopardy yes. experience. Uh, Anna, Anna Canada. Canada Again, was it there. Was, I was like, I keep seeing you everywhere. <laughs> she was yeah. in Tennessee with us, Vegas with us. Yeah, it's so great. False. She's following us. That's right. <laughs> Probably Al, too. But oh, mostly maybe. Us. <laughs> maybe. And uh, so we got to see them. Uh, I ran out like to uh, use the restroom, and on the way back, I ran into uh, somebody flagged me down. And says, "Are you uh, Dave from the podcast?" I was like, "Yeah." <laughs> and so it was uh, one of our listeners, uh, Mark, and uh, got to chat with Mark for a while. And I got Mark, to, yeah, I got to meet him Mark too. And I knew where you were at this point because you were with uh, Zach and and everybody. So I. Uh, Actually, I, I I knew where you were for some reason. <laughs> I brought you in, and I and you know, got to meet uh, Mark and give him some stickers. Uh, I 
I think, uh, oh, and uh, TV's Kyle, uh, another guest of the podcast, another comedy musician, mm-hmm. uh, Kyle Carosa and, yep. uh, and his wife, it, Lindsay. Yep, it was great we're, to see them. There. We got to chat with them. That was um, really cool. Tony um, Goldmark. Yeah, so... <laughs> Like right before, right before emo comes on, I'm walking back to my seat, just trying to. I don't even know where I'm sitting at this point. I really had no <laughs> idea. I know that Jackie and Vicky were back at the seats, and and uh, where I was sitting, I just didn't know where they were. Walking back, and and I look over, and there's uh, Tony Goldmark and uh, Dave Gansel, um, and uh, like. Warren Weird Al super fans. So I had yeah, to I was like literally them. like handing them stickers as and, emo and the lights starting. are going down. So I just like <laughs> I threw stickers at them and I ran to my seat. <laughs> so got so, to say hello to them briefly, and then yeah, they ran to the seat. So and I guess I guess uh, JW comes out and it's seven fifty seven by my. It was so early. Yeah, I had seven fifty seven too. I have three minutes to talk to Tony and Dave. What's going on here, man? <laughs> yeah, what's the big rush? I mean, so, there were still people sitting down. I don't know. Yeah, it was it was really. I guess they're just trying to get these things moving. But yeah. yeah, it was. So JW comes out, of course, seven fifty seven. He introduces emo. I, I'm now the theater is dark. I'm climbing over people trying to find my seat and hoping I'm in the right row. <laughs> and uh, I did. Uh, luckily, uh, Vicky and Jackie saved me a seat. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> so I sat down there next in between them both and. Uh, Seven fifty nine. Emo Phillips comes on. Yes, and he. Um, we don't talk about emo set much, but um, I wanted to mention. I noticed he had gotten a haircut, uh, and he was wearing a completely different outfit yes, than I've seen him wear before. That, yeah. uh, white shirt and blue pants, and I was wondering, is that reminiscent of his character in UHF? He's kind of wearing like a, a blue shirt and smock. I don't know. It's kind of the same color palette, I thought. Um, That's about the only similarity, though, I think. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. okay. And uh, I do want to... He, uh, he did the joke I, I uh, love to report on, uh, the uh, poor qua joke. And he yes. did your favorite joke. <laughs> yeah, my favorite joke. He closed Which with... is also my favorite joke. Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. Like classic. It might joke. be my favorite, too. I don't know. It's, it's a great joke, but... Um, uh, he ended right at 8.30, and he did have what looked like a box of water yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... So, so I sit down, and, and, and during the intermission, um, I guess Jackie starts up a conversation with the woman sitting next to her. And uh, I believe, we believe her name is Lilo. Or Lilo Layla or Lilo or something like that. And she has... And you guys haven't seen this yet. No. But uh, but she has a Weird Al tattoo on her arm, and it's a classic Al. And I I'll, can't wait to see it. And I'll see if I can pull up a picture so I can show you guys. Uh, but, yeah, so she was – it was, like, really crazy. And, and she's and – Jack, and Jackie's like, oh, I see you got a Weird Al tattoo. And it's like, what a coincidence. The guy was, I married a guy who has a Weird Al tattoo. <laughs> and so we started uh, – so she, I took pictures of her tattoo. She's taking pictures of my tattoo. It was really – it was really cool. She was a very enthusiastic she was, fan. Oh, yeah. So I – yeah. So I didn't make notes to the show, but, oh, my gosh. She was like inc- – like she was – into every single song, dancing in her seats, thrilled out of her mind. <laughs> I mean, if you have a Weird Al tattoo, you're probably a fan of Weird yeah, Al. Yeah, probably. But, so she knew every single song. She was she was crazy, dancing like crazy. A few times she st- stood up and was dancing. 
and just it was it was it, she was almost as entertaining as watching Weird Al in the band. <laughs> it well, was, Dave, spoiler: we didn't even get to Weird Al, so he did perform tonight. But we have a couple more things to get to. <laughs> oh, Dave's showing us her uh, tattoo. That is super oh, cool. Wow. It looks like she has other really fun tattoos. Yeah, she, as well. she had a whole she bunch of covered, tattoos. Yeah. She was covered. That's in cool. Tattoos, but yeah, that's a really it's right really on, right fun on arm. It's it's a nice picture. Old school Al. It's Al, but then it's kind of like a, a his hair is like a doodle or almost. Uh, that's really cool. Yeah, it's, and it's, cool. it's like nice photorealistic Al. Yeah, yeah, it's a really good picture. Um, that was cool. So we were geeking out about that. Well, so while you were talking to her, whatever her name was. Um, Kenneth and I were we um, wanted to go say hi to Lisa Popeil, so we went down because we knew she was sitting up near the front, and uh, went over and we saw Lisa. We saw again her husband Bill. We saw Monique Donnelly, and nice. we saw Scotty Haskell and her husband Colin. Nice. And um, so we were. Uh, oh, Jeff, uh, UH Jeff came with Kenneth and I. Um, and as soon as I saw the Al's gals, you know, they were very excited to see me, but they're like, where's Dave? <laughs> so then I was like trying to find you. I'm like, I don't know. Uh, and so I eventually called you, Dave. Yeah. And uh, I was like, Dave, come to the front. <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah, I was in the middle of a conversation with Lilo and all of a sudden, my phone rang it's Ethan, this must be important. We're going to have to keep you two together I tomorrow. Know. I know, I know. So, so yeah, so it was great. I have like no idea what you just come down front and like you didn't give me any clue why. So I just... Blindly followed, and I, I went down, made my way down to the front, and I walk around the corner, and I, and I see, and I, I didn't see Lisa. I don't know where she was, but uh, she left before she yeah. had to go do something before but, you uh, got yeah. there. And Monique and, and Scotty, and they're so thrilled to see me, and we're all getting there. It was great. It was, it was so, so nice because cool. we had such a great. Um, I mean, we, we've had a great relationship with them from strings attached seeing them so much but then also we had that great um meal with them uh yeah back in october guests on the podcast of course and guests on the podcast yeah incredible yeah that was always so many guests on the podcast today yeah so many count them all and uh yeah so i guess uh i was chatting to them and uh then the lights start going down again yeah (laughs) so i'm like oh i gotta find my seat again in the dark (laughs) Well, and also while I was chatting with them, I'm getting phone calls and text messages um, from my good friend Gabe Lucci, who um, he's someone I don't know if we've talked about him on the podcast before. Someone I've known for a long time. And um, I I mentioned that I gave one of my tickets to Zach Sherwin. Um, Long story short, I ended up with two extra single tickets to this show. And instead of selling them, I decided to give them to friends. So I gave one to... To Zach, and I gave the other one to Gabe, and um, I I told Gabe back in April, whenever I bought the tickets, I told him the date of the show, and he confirmed it, but he never requested the date off work, and he works at, like, a really popular restaurant, so <laughs> apparently, like, during the dinner rush, uh, he just had to leave to come to the show, and I think he got in trouble. <laughs> I mean, obviously, he should get in trouble for <laughs> leaving during the dinner rush to go see Weird Al, but... Um, so he was like trying to find me and then he ended up not finding me during that intermission because he ran into a table, like two people who were eating at his restaurant before. <laughs> and so he ran into them, was talking to them and he's also a magician. So he was doing magic for them. So we were going to try and meet up during the intermission, but we never did. Um, but lo and behold, intermission ended and, uh, 
finally we get to Al. Yeah, I'm running back in the dark again trying to find my seats. I think I went down the wrong row, but I don't know. I eventually made it back to seat. <laughs> we're like an hour in, and we're finally... I know, we're an hour into this episode. Finally we see Al. We're finally, we're finally getting to the, the main part of this episode. Yeah, so... Uh, so we saw we, Al, and that's it. Okay, everyone. Thanks for... Yeah. That was... Okay. <laughs> so I think it was 8.45 by my count that's when, what I have. when Al came out, and I didn't really see the order that they came out because I was trying to find my seat, but uh, basically, I don't think he was anything he just went right into the first song went right into it which was uh why does this always happen to me and during why does this always happen to me i was able to uh ensure that uh steve is wearing his sunglasses as per tradition and al was wearing a shirt that we've seen him wear before it is this uh, black shirt with these red flowers and it's sparkly mm-hmm. um and so i have named this shirt um i decided to name it poinsettia delight because oh. <laughs> uh, it reminds good, me of poinsettias, the Christmas f- flower or plant or whatever. That's a good, good And uh, Okay, yeah, so poinsettia delight. That's the official name of that shirt. Um, so right, any, uh, anything else for why does this happen? Yeah, so right after why does this always happen to me, huge, huge. Like this is probably like one of the loudest ovations I ever heard for Weird Al. Just like before he even said Oh anything. my goodness, yeah, this was – yeah, you're right, Dave. I mean, um, Al gets a you know people freak out when they see Al for the first time, but it was it took a long time for it to die down tonight. It yeah. was just extra uh, big, and I think because there were a lot of his hometown um, show, hometown yeah, show. Yeah. I, I think we forgot to mention. Yes, I saw um, Eric Appel and the editor, but we saw a ton of people walking around with um, weird oh, yeah. the Al Yankovic story. Uh, there were these really cool Hawaiian shirts that were embroidered with the title of the yeah. film. So there were a lot of those people there. Crew members, I assume, yeah. in the film or something. Yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of uh, comedians. And it was kind of a who's who of, of uh, L.A. comedy actor scene. Um, so we'll talk about some of them later. But uh, definitely a lot of, lot of love in the house for Al yeah. and the band. All right. So... <laughs> Interesting first couple words from Weird Al. We always like to note what the first thing he says up on stage. <laughs> and this time, he said, What's up, hot dog? <laughs> His first words, I don't. What's up, hot dog? Well, so I thought that was hilarious. I didn't know the, the connection, but I was filled in. Uh, did you? Did you know, so Vicky doesn't know that. I, I had no idea. Um, but luckily, after the show, um, John Katz came up to me. And he's like, did you know what that was about? And I said, absolutely not. And he says, he said that on an episode of the Comedy Bang Bang podcast with Scott Ackerman, I guess at one point they had a discussion about um, how Al needs a catchphrase. And so Scott came up with the catchphrase, catchphrase, what's up, hot dog? (laughs) And uh, on that episode, Al committed that he will say it at every single show moving forward. And as an inside joke for him and Scott and I guess the Comedy Bang Bang audience, um, Al does say it at every single show where Scott Ackerman is in the audience. So <laughs> to Scott, he is saying it at every single show. Cool. Um, but I guess I've never been in the audience of a Scott Ackerman show. Um, so that is the explanation. So he said, what's up, hot dog? And then he said, how's it going, Los Angeles? Good to be home for a couple days. Yeah. And um, let's hear it for emo. 
Such a pleasure closing for him. Yes, I'm <laughs> each and every night. Um, notes I can't read. What did you write? Oh, so he's called uh, his sycophant. Uh, oh, he, no, his uh, syphilitic. Syphilitic, yeah. Uh, half brother. Half brother. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Can I share one more thing from the San Francisco show? And of then course. And quiet about it? Oh, absolutely. When Al greeted that audience and said, hello, San Francisco, he said he was so glad to be here, and it's seriously one of his favorite cities. And then he said, as I'm sure you all know, it's unique in the world because I believe it's the only city in the world that has a rectilinear grid superimposed upon a curvilinear top topography, as oh. any architecture major or city planner will remember. <laughs> That's incredible. Wow, that is some introduction. <laughs> Brought down the house. I'm sure a lot of architects in the audience. <laughs> Uh, so then Al um, uh, gave us a, he said there's going to be a public service announcement, each and of us, each and everyone, he's going to give your horoscope for today, uh, followed by playing, very surprisingly, uh, Dog Eat Dog, no, I'm just kidding, then he played your horoscope for today, uh, <laughs> which, um, so this was my first time ever sitting next to Kenneth. Um, at a concert, and it was I was so excited because this was Kenneth's first show of the tour, and uh, he was just so excited. It was just <laughs> I, it was really fun getting into it uh, with him, and uh, I know he was psyched for this song. It was so good. I, it's always a, a great concert when I get to hear it's your horoscope for today. Did, before we move any further, I want to mention this is something we started I think on twenty centimeter, um, Dave. Before we started recording, I, ha I wrote down my prediction for what would be your song of the night. Uh, so I've written it down. It's on a folded up piece of paper. It's on the table. Um, at the end of the episode, we will um, you will reveal your pick of the night, and then we'll see if I got it right. So I just want to mention, put that out there. I have to wait till the end of the episode to reveal what it is? Well, whenever you reveal it, I don't... Okay. All right. Whenever it's revealed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so then Al said, the next song is a song I wrote for Rage Against the Machine. They didn't ask me to. As far as I know, they haven't heard it. <laughs> and now we're going to play it for you. Of course, this is his great Rage Against the Machine pastiche. I'll sue ya. I'll sue ya. And um, so uh, I can report on uh, if either myself or Kenneth booed uh, for the New Jersey line, yeah. and I will say I did boo two Great. thumbs down. Great, uh, I did not see a reaction out of Kenneth. Mm. <laughs> I can report that Dave booed <laughs> indeed. And did Vicky or Jackie boo? No, neither of them. Oh. Booed. I didn't think we'd be heard, we were too far back, so ah. I didn't bother. Well, Terrible. you were close enough to the one person who would have cared That's if right. you booed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> um, but, oh, man. I mean, what an awesome concert. Uh, already the set list was just so killer. Mm -hmm. Why does this always happen to me? Your host go for today and I'll sue you. It just like, it was just, the energy in the audience was just so loud. And those songs oh, yeah. were just like, I was just so pumped. I was like, wow, this is just starting <laughs> off so strong. Yep. 
Al's energy was really good. Yeah. yeah. Oh my Al's gosh. Yeah, of course. And probably because he's home and he's seeing yeah. his family and his friends and you know yeah Al was uh, lots of energy. Kind of looked over at his accordion and said, "Ooh, what's this doing here?" <laughs> Pick up the accordion to applause. Um, I didn't write this word for word, but uh, sort of said something along the line. This is the he has a family friendly image, and uh, it's a family friendly image. Uh, blah blah blah. He. Uh, I don't know what I wrote, but something about um, he enjoys being the soundtrack to yep. family road trips. Uh, you know, his songs are of no profanity. They're not risque. Uh, they have a lot of uh, dark, twisted, and horribly, horribly violent uh, <laughs> themes, such as this next song. <laughs> <laughs> this was his introduction to I Remember Larry. Another, like, it was just like hit after hit for me yep. tonight. Um, I was so thrilled with that. Um it was really fun. Um, Kenneth, like I, I said, like uh, it was fun sitting next to Kenneth um, for a number of reasons. But anytime, like an Al lyric was like, like in I'll sue you, like maybe I'll sue you. Kenneth would point to me, and I would point to him. So we like made it a joke the whole concert that anytime like there was pointing or reference to someone, we like we pointed to each other, um, and I'll. Later on, I'll get into more silly stuff that we were doing. Um, but, yeah, I remember Larry so good. Uh, I said that there's a... You might have heard there's a rumor out that um, there's a movie coming out. This is basically doing this standard this standard um, introduction. Uh, At least talking about the film. The film. Uh, for, uh, so, yeah. Uh, he said, you know, he wanted to play his new song... Um, and I heard a few, uh, I heard a little tease from Bermuda. Yeah, little fake, on the fake symbols. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, the audience was, or at least around us, was really going uh, crazy because <laughs> they thought he, they really were going to get to hear the new song from the movie. Yeah. Uh, but then he said something along the lines of. Oh, he said, he said, uh, you know, I signed an NDA and, you know, the director's here, some of the producers, <laughs> funnier dies here. Oh, I'd get in so much trouble if I played it. <laughs> and uh, typically he does this kind of intro for either UHF or Nightmare... Nature Trail. Nature Trail to Hell. Thank you. Um, so I was expecting UHF or right. Nature Trail to Hell. Um, so Al says, to make up for it, for not playing this new song, he said, I'll play some random song from my second album. <laughs> Yep, and the, the random song was Buy Me a Condo. <laughs> Played that and said, well, that concludes the cultural appropriation portion of the show. <laughs> and then Al, um, he, he said it, something that he had said before, but he said it differently. So yeah. he says, I'm known for two things. He said, uh, being a nonstop sex machine <laughs> yeah. and king of the blues. Yeah. <laughs> And went right into generic blues. Right. Is uh, I don't know if if uh, there's no way Al could have possibly heard us talking about this because I, I think the episode is only out for our Patreon family and our Patreon family is a uh, Patreon family. Al's not, as far as I know, a member of our Patreon family. But uh, on I think it was the last 
episode or one of the one of the Las Vegas shows, uh, you're mentioning how you had uh, for the first time heard automated teller code as the lyrics. Yeah, and I always like, thought it was automated tele code. Yeah, uh, and, for whatever reason. <laughs> and uh, and I noticed that Al really emphasized the word teller. And his song he did. Well, like, well, I mean, that's when I noticed it was in Vegas when he really emphasized it. So, so it's, it's almost like he was trying to make a point to say it is Teller <laughs> is the lyric. So I, so I don't know if that was somehow else. Maybe somehow someone's leaking the episodes that <laughs> and uh, he heard that early, and he was kind of making sure you really understood the lyric. <laughs> well, thank you, Al. I appreciate that. Um, uh, now, this, this, this was, was treat, yeah. this was very cool. I don't have a, a full uh, rundown, but just, yeah, I mean, he said the next song is about uh, the king of late night infomercials. He says a lot of people think it's about Ron Popeil, but really it's about his father, right. Sam Popeil, Sam, the OG of infomercials. And uh, he started going. I didn't really. I kind of said, "Oh, I think I know where this is going at this point," um, because we knew. I, I said see, we had seen Lisa Popeil outside. Uh, before the concert, so we knew she was in the audience. I was like, well, at least it's a treat. She will get to hear the song about her father at a minimum. I, I got a little bit of a preview. Uh, I had a little bit of an indication of maybe something special was happening. Oh, yeah. Um, when I was, I guess Lisa said something. I think Lisa said something to Kenneth and something to Jeff because Jeff said, Oh, did you hear what Lisa said? And I said, no. He said, well, she said that um, there's going to be a surprise tonight after Generic Blues. So (laughs) as soon as Generic Blues played, I figured, I wonder what it's going to be. As soon as they started talking about Miss, you know, Popeil, I was like, I bet I can guess. (laughs) Yeah, it it took a little. Yeah, basically, um, the way he was going on about it, it wasn't his standard introduction to this song. And he was making a big deal about... um, how you know? Yeah, he said Lisa he said Pope, when he, he was doing yeah, research for the song. Bruce. He found out that Lisa was a singer, right. and the the daughter of of uh, of uh, Sam, Sam yeah. and and that he hired her to do the song, which is you know certainly a story that we've heard before, um, not on this tour. Then he said, uh, you know. Um, something like uh, Jim and Steve do a great Lisa Popeil impression. Right. It seems like a missed opportunity to not have Lisa singing because she does live in Los Angeles. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's like, I don't know what he said, but he's like, ladies and gentlemen, Lisa Popeil. Yeah, and she <laughs> basically said she, Lisa hasn't sung the song since like 1983, you know. So right. He's kind of making a big deal about it. And he's making a big deal about it. And I kind of turned to uh, Jackie. I'm like, I think Lisa's coming out. Yeah. And uh, sure enough, Lisa Popeil came out. He introduced her. I, I didn't see you guys give her a standing ovation. I gave her a standing ovation when he introduced her. Well, and, and then after this big introduction of Lisa, he's like, and Monique Donnelly. And then they went right into the song. <laughs> and, Monique, <laughs> and Monique came out. Monique came out, too. So it was, it was two of the three Al's gals that were there. Got to And Al actually, he said, I don't know if it was before or after the song, but he did say something about Al's gals. Um, yeah. yeah. When he was talking about Lisa Popeil, he mentioned that she toured with him yeah, right, as I, part I, of the Al's gals. Right. I think he said Al Gals. I don't think he said Al's Gals. He said Al Gals. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so it was a really, really great treat to to see and hear this song. It, incredible. Like, just, just 
like I had always, I think, you know, in the, the previous centimeters, the uh, strings attached centimeters, I think we had talked about how much of a missed opportunity it was to not do that song. And Al even mentioned it tonight that, you know, she toured with him for a whole tour, but they never did <laughs> Mr. O'Peel. Um, I've always wanted to hear Mr. Popeil with Lisa yeah. singing it live. Yes, yeah, to hear Lisa and Monique, they added so much to the song, and it was it was really cool. And no, it. no offense to Jim or Steve, I mean they're great, <laughs> but um, if, you can, if you can get uh, Lisa Popeil and Monique Donnelly to do background singing for you, you you take that opportunity. Yes, yeah, and it was a real treat. And this is, as far as I know, the first time that Alice had a guest come up on stage this tour. Yeah, as far as uh, I know, too. And so, so that's pretty cool. And uh, it was a real treat. And to have Lisa, who performed on the original song, up there. And, that and is so. It was father, so cool. It, it must have been. Yeah. I mean, it had to be. It had to be emotional and incredible for her. But it was as an audience member. It was. It was great. And uh, I think uh, I don't know if we, if we want to if we want to spoil. Uh, this or not now, or if you want me to wait till later, but, uh, but this, uh, is it time for Frank to play the theme song? It, it is time for it's Dave's pick of the night. I mean, there's no doubt if, if Lisa Popeil and Monique Donnelly come out on stage and, and they singing Mr. Popeil and just, this unique opportunity has to be Dave's pick of the night. There's there's no competition. Is it official? It's official. Official? Okay. Uh, you can now see if my prediction was correct. <laughs> right, so Ethan put a prediction ahead of time. None of us have seen this. Ethan's prediction for Dave's song of the night. Ethan predicted... Mr. Pope. <laughs> as soon as I saw that song, I was like, of course Dave's going to pick this because it's my pick of the night, too. This is the craziest, most incredible thing ever, uh, getting to see them do it. I was like, I don't care what else happens. I don't care if they play our theme song tonight. This is the pick of the night. <laughs> so I, 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 I know that... Uh, Jackie and I, and I think you did too, Vicky, gave a standing ovation for uh, for the song. And we might have been the only three people in the theater doing it, but at least, but yeah, we we that's it was, so awesome. It was so awesome it and well deserved. Well deserved. They did a, a fantastic they job, did. and and it was it was a great song. And I really wish that uh, somehow maybe they can sneak into Al's luggage and do this every. The two oh, it would be so every, great every time they do Mr. Popio. It was a real treat to get to hear it. Is, yeah, so it was it was great. It definitely Dave's pick of the night. Um, so the next song, uh, we got a very <laughs> typical intro that we've heard before for one more minute. Yeah, and I noticed during one more minute. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but there are toenail lights. Is there normally toenail lights? Uh, you know, I noticed that too. And because there is the lyrics uh, in yes. the song, which talk about, about you putting uh, the ice pick in the toenail, and I noticed that there were toenail clipping lights, and I was like, "Is that always there?" I, I and was, I couldn't remember. I, maybe I don't remember at this point. I mean, it's it's way it's way past my bedtime. I've been up for nearly twenty four hours. <laughs> yeah, so. Uh, I don't remember, but uh, yeah, I did. I did look. I did say, "Oh, I did notice the toenail clippings uh, lights today." So maybe I don't know. <laughs> uh, then Al said he was at a party in Studio City. I don't think he normally says Studio City. I think he says California or Los Angeles when he's not in Los Angeles. Talking about the best um, 
greatest human who ever lived. Mm-hmm. He mentioned some of the regular ones, Gandhi, MLK, Mother Teresa. But he also added in Confucius <laughs> yep. and Isaac Newton uh, oh. tonight. Oh, nice. I wonder if that was a shout-out to uh, Zach. Perhaps. But, of course... His friends are idiots. That's right, because... <laughs> Charles Nelson Riley. <laughs> That's right. And um, I think this was a suggestion that I've had before, but, um, you know, I, I feel like I need to uh, suggest again. It's Ethan's Suggestions. Um, the suggestion is uh, there needs to be toenail clipping lights during Charles Nelson Riley because there's not one but two mentions of toes. There's the uh, toenail clippings as a potion, potion ap, potent aphrodisiac. Easy for you to say. And then uh, he also has the whole thing about stubbing his toe, oh, tiny yeah. little scratch of the toe. There's so many toes in that song. There needs to be toenail lights, toenail clipping lights. Maybe they used them all up during one more minute. I, maybe they did. There's only a limited <laughs> supply of toenail clipping lights. At... <laughs> Yeah, so, um, again, uh, just as always, no Steve or Ruben on stage. Of course, that. yeah. Uh, but they did both come out together for the next song and go behind the keyboards. Yes, and, Al uh, said uh, so, he wrote this song for the Doors. Yep. Uh, and after he wrote it, he learned that the lead singer died 50 years ago <laughs> and he needs to read the trades more often. Yeah. <laughs> so the song, an incredible song, Craigslist. Oh my God! This like continuing on the 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 great set list uh, of the evening. Of course, Craigslist. And um, as soon as he started Craigslist, I was like, I wonder what he's going to say for the coffee shop because he's in Los Angeles. Right. I was thinking the same thing. Is he going to do the same one as in the song? And uh, he did. He did. The, the coffee bean on San Vicente Boulevard. I was so happy that he did that because um, we had visited there a few months ago um, yep. and ordered the uh, soy decaf hazelnut lattes. Right. And um, it made me think that, you know, people who live in Los Angeles, uh, who are big fans who don't really travel to see Al... They probably don't know that he says a different city every time because they're like, yeah, he just says the one from the song. But, um, you know, people like us and, and, and Vicky and, and uh, some of our listeners who travel around a bit and are not from L.A. know that he says something different every time. So it was really cool to get to hear the OG uh, <laughs> coffee shop. Yeah. Before we get into the uh, phone call with his mother, I just want to. A, a note on the lighting. Uh, you know, this song has the really cool, like, psychedelic lights going on. Oh, yeah, yeah. I just, I, I don't know what was going on tonight, but the lights were, were like, super extra psychedelic. There was just so much going on with the lighting on this one. The lighting was almost as entertaining as as the uh, lyrics on this particular song. It was just really, this was, yeah. as far as the Craigslist goes, um just in general has really good lighting, but this was by by far the best lighting I've seen on this this particular song. So I think there out. was also I don't know if it was this song that I was really thinking about it, but the the back curtain was really um, it worked really well with the lighting, so it really made the lighting pop extra well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so um, I I, I uh, famously don't do not take notes during. 
um, Craigslist. So, um, so we got to try to decipher mine. Yeah. What did you, what did you write down? I remember a couple things, um, but why don't you go ahead, Dave? So uh, it might not be word for word, but uh, I want to watch uh, you get down on all fours and eat cornflakes from a rusty old dog bowl, while that ghost, uh, while that ghost of the dog. Silently judges. <laughs> yeah, that <was> it. <laughs> he went something about snakes, and I, I didn't write that piece down. But then he went into Baby Shark, started singing <laughs> Baby Shark, which we saw him do in Vegas. Yes, and um, I, I guess Vicky, you saw him between us seeing him in Vegas and tonight. Has he done Baby Shark? He did Baby Shark in San Francisco. Wow, so it must be like a mainstay for Al. Is, uh, At least for the moment. For the moment, <laughs> baby. It. it does get a really great reaction actually, from yeah. the audience. Yes. So I don't blame him oh, for, for keeping that. Um, yeah. <laughs> when I close my eyes, I can see myself riding through the desert in a Chevy Impala filled with peanuts. Peanut M&M's. Peanut M&M's. Yes. Uh, they melt in your... They melt in your mouth. They won't. They melt in your mouth. They won't melt. Melt in your hands or something like that. Yeah, it, but and they won't melt in your nose. Melt in your nose, and they will melt melt in your butt. In your butt. <laughs> but so don't even try. So it. Don't even try it. <laughs> As, and that's the first time I've heard him talk about peanut M and M's like yeah, that. Absolutely. Um, and he's talking about an old Indian holding a diseased poodle named. Mr. Peepers. <laughs> He's definitely mentioned Mr. Peepers Has before. He? I don't remember that. I thought he did in uh, Poughkeepsie. Oh, maybe. I, I don't remember. remember. <laughs> um, and he says, uh, there's freedom in the air. I can smell it and I can taste it. It tastes like Necco wafers. <laughs> <laughs> Which I agree. I like Necco wafers. <laughs> I mean, they're not my go-to candy, but... I, I, you know, I only like the chocolate ones. The chocolate ones are the best. Yeah, <laughs> and then he finishes up with his uh, spiel about uh, ripping the tag from right. mattresses. <laughs> uh, it was so great. It's such a good Craigslist, and uh, it was. I was just laughing the whole yeah, time. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. <laughs> it's great. I love the way he says, "Mother, mother." <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. It's just. Uh, it, uh, I say this every time, and I think this anytime someone is like, "Oh, you know, what songs are you hoping for?" My answer is always Craigslist because it's, it oh. never disappoints, and <laughs> I'm so happy that uh, everyone who was there tonight got to hear it and got to hear such a great one. All right, and, and follow. I mean, that was a good song, and then follow it with another really good song. And he started talking about how one of the reasons why we're doing this tour is to showcase the incredible band. Yep, and he uh, talked about, of course, uh, meeting uh, Bermuda at the Dr. Demento show, which got even more applause than oh, yeah. it normally does. Uh, it was really, really uh, incredible applause. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, talking to Luke Ski ahead of the show, uh, Luke had mentioned that Dr. Demento was going to be at one of the shows. He wasn't sure whether it was going to be tonight or... Tomorrow. So when he said that, I was wondering if uh, this, if Doctor Demento was actually in the audience or not. I didn't see hmm. him, so I don't know. I didn't see him and either. That doesn't mean he wasn't there. But uh, but yeah. So uh, it was cool that Doctor Demento got a shout out and the doctor and uh, huge applause for that right. particular one. Well, because it's, it's Al's hometown show, but it's also Doctor Demento's. So um, you know, 
people are extra excited. Um, Talked about Ruben Valtierra being on the keyboards and how he met him on Grinder. That seems to be a mainstay now. Um, you talked about working at um, Westwood One in Culver City. And um, he talked about how uh, Bermuda, uh, he, he said that he got uh, Bermuda the job there. and uh, But he left before Bermuda did. He left when he got his first record Bermuda, deal. Yep. Uh, and then he asked John when he left. Yep. And he said uh, he quit in early April before we left for the tour. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then Al said uh, while he was in... Uh, Working at Westwood One, he was doing some deliveries. Driving his 64 Plymouth Belvedere. And he was on the corner of Coldwater and Ventura. Huh. And he... Did he... His car break down or something? What happened? Where he ended up in the uh, Sportsman Lodge. Right. And he went in to use the phone. And he said, of course, this was... Before we all had iPhones surgically grafted to our hips. Uh, and uh, yeah, so he went to the sportsman. And he mentioned, he asked something about the sportsman, uh, sorry, about the sportsman lodge and said that uh, he asked if that still exists, if it's still there. And people were like, no, it's no longer there it's anymore. So it's torn down. So I, whatever the sportsman lodge is, I guess it's a, something that LA people would know. Do you uh, know what sportsman's lodge is, Vicky? I don't. No, so uh, it, it's obviously a reference, a local reference that people understood. Right. They went crazy <laughs> yes. when he said it. Um, I really wish Al would think about uh, us coming from <laughs> yeah. the East Coast with these references. <laughs> really, he could have said that he was uh, chasing a red rump to Goody through the desert or something. Right. That would have been much more relevant anyway. to us. Anyway. So the song was uh, what I tweeted out. I called it the Dare to be Stupid Sportsman Lodge version. Yeah. And he, so in, in the uh, Sportsman Lodge, he found a uh, crummy uh, lounge, right. of course. And uh, yeah, I got to see Dare to be Stupid. I want to take this uh, uh, opportunity to mention that Kenneth was oh, wearing yes. an incredible... Um, he got this custom-made Dare to be Stupid yellow jacket. So it's yellow like the, you know, uh, Devo or uh, Dare to be Stupid outfit. And he's got Dare to be Stupid patch on the uh, the chest and on the back. It was so cool. And uh, he, I saw him getting a lot of, like, questions and compliments from people. And uh, some people actually thought he worked there because he was wearing, like, a bright yellow coat. And uh, he... Uh, he didn't correct them. He just showed them. They asked him where their seats were, and he brought them to their seats. <laughs> but, That's um, the kind of person Kenneth is. That is the kind of person Kenneth is. Um, and uh, <clears throat> it was in uh, Derby Soup is also Kenneth's all-time yeah. Favorite song, so it's yeah, really anybody happy. Anybody who knows Kenneth knows that that uh, "Dare to Be Stupid" is by far his his favorite song. So as soon as <laughs> the introduction was coming on this, I said, "Oh, I really wish I could have seen Kenneth." I know. That's why I was so happy to sit next to him for that one. Yeah. Um, for the uh, my guess is that was probably Kenneth's pick of the night. Perhaps, um, <laughs> but uh, it came time to volunteer, and I volunteered with my right hand, and mm. Kenneth volunteered with his left hand. Oh. So for the spreadsheet. There were at least two volunteers. Um, John Katz told me after the concert that um, the guy sitting behind him kept complaining 
to him. And I guess when John like raised his hand to volunteer, the guy behind him was like, put your hand down or something. <laughs> like sounds like kind of a rotten attitude to have at a weird Al show. Um, but uh, was the person be sitting behind him by any chance working security at the Wiltern? <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Derby Stupid, quite quite great version. Yeah, that's cool. And then there was it. They went right into the next song, but it had like that sort of humming noise that starts the next song, which immediately recognizes as a police pastiche. But it was like a really extra long introduction for this one for some reason. It just went on for a while. Um, and of course the song is Velvet Elvis. Well, I think it started, but um, I don't think Jim was ready. Oh, okay. I, so I think Jim was switching guitars or tuning or whatever. So once they committed to starting that, they just had to let it go. So I think that's why it went so okay, long. That's, okay, I couldn't see. Um, so then we got... But yeah, a, it, was definitely, it was definitely note, noteworthy how long it was. <laughs> Um, and it was great, great uh, rendition of Velvet Elvis, and uh, we got a very typical spiel for the underappreciated oh, uh, song. He said, uh, "Love it." He he said something about. Um, I don't want to say that this went over my fans' heads, but it did, or something like that. <laughs> um, and of course, it was "Let Me Be Your Hog." Yeah. Um, the introduction was. A hundred times longer than the song. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, then I think he just went right into yeah. Dog Eat Dog. Yeah, our next song is Dog Eat Dog. And that's uh, always a fun one. Oh, it's great. I love the lighting. The lighting is so cool in that song. It just comes, it comes really. It's like breathing, from, you know, it's like pulsating. And, it, yeah. Space. Really, really fast, but it just looks super cool. I know I'm not describing it very well. No, I, yeah, I couldn't describe it any better. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's uh, it's great, um, great lighting. It's it's really if you are prone to seizures, this is not the song for you. Uh, Kindly close your eyes for Dog Eat Dog. Uh, If you're not prone to seizures, you're gonna love it because it's just uh, flashing and crazy and Al's barking and (laughs) it's great. Yeah. That and I'll sue you. I'll sue you is another yes, one yeah. that you got to be careful about. But uh, yeah, and they said, uh, I'm not quite sure what that note is, but it says, I think it's just, I think it's uh, just about time for a bass solo. And we got a, a really nice, funky bass solo from Steve, which went right into first world yeah. problems. Yeah. That's cool. A cool, cool transition. Great. Yeah, right. In, yeah, indeed. And uh, Vicky, I believe you you had told me before we started recording that of the uh, the two San Francisco concerts you saw, you did not get to see First World Problems there. So this was your first time right. in the Oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So that was a big treat for me. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 such a great song. It's so fun. Um, afterwards, Al said in a very typical spiel uh, that we've talked about before. It's important to stay informed. Um, you know, people are watching cable right, news right, right. and internet, yada yada. The only one, the only trusted news source. Also, the only place I, I, uh, I can trust the news. And as soon as he said that, I turned to to Kenneth and I said, "Dave and Ethan's two thousand Weird Al <laughs> podcast." <laughs> good call, good call. Um, but uh, Al lied and he said uh, <laughs> the Weekly uh, Midnight Star. <laughs> 
Indeed. And um, what is this note? Oh, so uh, Al did his spiel about uh, writing Skipper Dan, but he said... Before you okay. get into Skipper Dan, I just wanted to, to say I had a, a, a note that I wrote, and it took me a couple minutes to translate what I wrote. But uh, I wrote the I wrote in 3D, and the reason why I wrote in 3D is uh, because I was noticing how pretty heavy this uh, set list was on uh, songs off of the album Weird Al Yankovic in 3D. Oh, you're right. Yeah, and, uh, definitely. I was, I was just going back through my notes, and uh, of course, uh, um, I can't find it now. But uh, buy me a condo. Yeah, when we talked about uh, Mr. Popeil. Yeah, first with Lisa. And uh, Monique up on stage, and uh, now Midnight Star. Now Midnight Star. So it's pretty heavy. Uh, if you're a fan of Weird Al Yankovic in 3D, this was a really good set list. Definitely, right? yeah. Um, and uh, also, I guess a lot of uh, first, second, and I guess the second and third album because we got a couple from Dare to Be Stupid yeah, as well. Um, so Al gave his spiel about Skipper Dan, and I knew Skipper Dan was coming because I saw the megaphone um, from the beginning of the show. And uh, but he did say it a little bit differently because he said, you know, as uh, you know, as you guys are from uh, as residents of Southern California, I don't need to tell you about uh, the Jungle Cruise ride, but I will. And yes. then Al, you know, told his jokes about it and about how he wrote the song. Um. And, you know, I haven't had a whole lot of, like, observations during songs this this episode, but I did observe that once Al was done with the megaphone part, he went to put it on the little table that uh, he shares with Jim, and he kind of missed the table, and he's also holding the accordion, and he's singing, so he was, like, kind of struggling <laughs> oh, to, like, no. get it down, and so he wasn't able to put it on, so then he was, like, trying to put it on the floor, and it was, like, kind of dangling from the cord, and he finally, like, got it on the floor oh, wow. while singing, while playing the accordion. Wow. It was just, I mean, the the the, the multi-talent of, of Al was in full effect. Yes. <laughs> and, of course, um, it was Skipper Dan. Yeah, Skipper Dan. And uh, Vicky, did you see the waterfall lighting effect? I did. Vicky saw the lighting. Yes. Did you see it, Dave? I did, but I wasn't impressed with it this time. <laughs> what? This time? No, what? It was, like I've seen better waterfalls, is what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. I mean, if you read my notes word for word, if you want me to, I will. But they're not very complimentary. It, it looked. I thought it was like great. What it was meant to really? look like, though. I thought me. it was. I thought it was kind of lame. The audience actually. cheered for it. It was. It was. Uh, <laughs> I thought. It, I, th- I thought it was a lame waterfall. I, I, I wrote, <laughs> It was a, a lame claim to waterfall, <laughs> but I did see the waterfall. Yes. Okay, you saw it. Well, this, at least uh, Vicky and I liked it. Um, now this was really. Do you have something else before we move on? I maybe I can't read my writing. Shit. Claps at beginning. Oh, claps! Yeah, the claps at oh. Thanks. Well, thanks for reading my writing. That's exactly what I wrote. Because it turns out I can't read my writing, but I can read Dave's and vice versa. You fill gaps. That's right. so great. (laughs) We're keeping you together tomorrow. That's right. Yeah, so Skipper Dan, uh, of course, it starts out with that sort of clap track in the beginning, but that immediately got the audience clapping, and I I, I wrote it down because I thought they did a good job. We were good clappers. We were good clappers this night. night. I just, when, when it's the clapping thing 
I usually, if I try and go with the audience, they screw it up. So my trick is I watch Bermuda playing the, right. the thing. And if as long as you clap with Bermuda's drumsticks hitting the uh, clap noise, yeah. you're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. Any, anytime. But I'm I agree. watching somebody. Like Ruben will be clapping yeah. sometimes or Steve or something. Because some audiences screw it up. <laughs> they, yeah. they know what they're doing up on stage. They're professionals. Yeah. So but you're right. It if, wasn't... if they're clapping out of tune, they're going to get notes from Al at the end of the show. So. <laughs> That's right. No, it was a, very, it was a talented uh, audience. Or, uh, yeah, audience tonight. They were doing well. Now this was so exciting. Um, we we um, we we got to see this for the first time in Vegas, uh, but tonight again, uh, when talking about Francis A. Johnson, who is the creator of the biggest ball tournament in Minnesota, uh, he said Francis A. Johnson out of Darwin, Minnesota, and um, this is the second time I've ever heard Al actually mention Darwin, Minnesota yep. um, during the spiel. And Vicky, did you happen to notice if he said it? Um, when you saw Twine Ball in San Francisco, if you mentioned Darwin? I don't remember. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> just just in case you, you uh, <laughs> did. Um, now, at some point during the show, um, the guy sitting next to Kenneth, I think, moved down a couple seats because there are a few empty seats next to us. So then at some point, um, Adriana moved. She was the row behind us. She moved up and sat next to Kenneth. So it was a Kenneth uh, sandwich. Um, and I don't know if it was just like, uh, I don't know if she started it or if it was just sort of like the three of us just, you know, decided that we we're going to do choreography for this entire song. <laughs> and wow, we did like hand choreography for all the lyrics. And um, it was so fun. <laughs> it was so funny. We were having a blast. Just anything in the song, popping open a beer, twine ball, you do like a, a circle with your hands. Um, it was just, we were just like laughing and having so much fun with this song. Wow. Sorry. With you guys. I know. It was fun. <laughs> I'm sorry I missed that. I know. We'll, we'll have to do it, um, you know, next time we're all at a show. <laughs> And I wonder if uh, Al's saying uh, Darwin, Minnesota, because of our great sponsors, Discover Darwin. He must podcast. be. You know, you know, for for years when he's introduced the song, he never said Darwin, Minnesota, but the great uh, Discover Darwin, the tourism agency of Darwin, Minnesota, is a great sponsor of our podcast. And as Al has mentioned on Comedy Bang Bang and on our podcast, he's a listener of the podcast, so. Um, I think their advertising is starting to work. Nice. They're they're actually getting <laughs> real. Uh... <laughs> it's your story and your story. That's right. We're going to charge them double next week. They're reaching. They're reaching out to the one person who has already written a song about their town. <laughs> but he didn't mention their name before. Um, anything else to say about Biggest Ball? Nope. Ready to move on. So, of course, we go right into standing ovation. At least I did. I don't know about you folks. Um, I was so I, I was uh, moved to a standing ovation. And uh, for the, uh, the, uh, the foe leaving the stage prior to the encore, um, I saw some, some very uh, uh, fun things tonight. Yep. Uh, I don't know how much you... Uh, I, I, did, I, I just, I mean, noticed... Uh, 
Jim and Ruben were sitting down, but I also noticed that uh, that Bermuda, as he usually does, was was cleaning off spots off his plexiglass cage. At one point, he walked over and he started trying to clean Jim. <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw. Um, I didn't see him trying to clean Jim, but I saw Ruben come over. And uh, he pointed at uh, Monique and Lisa's microphones, like, clean these, and Bermuda started cleaning the microphones. (laughs) Um, And I did see Steve take his sunglasses off. Um, Jim was just kind of playing on his phone. And um, it was uh, was fun, you know? Steve was kind of hanging out. I don't know if I noticed that, but I guess if if, if you're saying that the microphones were still out there, they must have been out there the entire show. They were. They, I did oh. notice at the beginning of the show two extra were, microphones. Oh, I didn't notice oh. that. So yeah. I was... Um, Good catch. When Ruben went back to sit down, though, he looked like he was sulking or something. <laughs> he was sitting down, <laughs> pouting. Oh. That's, a, that's a Ruben type yeah. thing to do, is pout. <laughs> <laughs> so it's interesting. Uh, you've gone through everybody. Yeah, and I, I do want to... Um, once once we start this conversation, I have something to also say. Okay. <laughs> I know where we're going. We all know where we're going. <laughs> we were all there. We all know what happened. But, uh, yeah, so... We were in the room where it happened. <laughs> there you go. And, uh, yeah, so uh, so Al kind of comes back on stage, and he immediately sort of walks over, and, and uh, Hawkeye hands him a guitar, which was I thought was yeah cool. an electric guitar. Yeah, it's like wow. I was like, this is pretty cool because like Weird Al does not play guitar. Well, so famously does not play. Guitar. And so this is where I want to jump in because before the show, when I was having a conversation um, with Zach Sherwin and his girlfriend Diana, Zach at some point asked me like, well, so what does Al play on stage? And I said, well, you know, his accordion. He plays the MIDI accordion this tour. And uh, he's like, does Al ever play guitar? And I said, you know, Al does not play guitar, but I did see him with a guitar one time, right. and this was at the Apollo Theater yep. uh, in 2018. Al came out and said he had been learning guitar, and he had a guitar for Cinnamon Girl. Um, and what are the odds <laughs> that as soon as Al comes out with the guitar, I turned to Kenneth, and we're kind of like trying to figure out what's going to happen. I was like, is he going to play Cinnamon Girl? <laughs> And sure enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was pretty cool, yeah. He, he talked a little bit about the guitar and how, you know, he doesn't usually play guitar and how he had some time off. Uh, well, he said he never learned because, you know, he doesn't yeah. need to because he has the greatest guitar player of all time in his band. Agreed. Um, which we all are in agreement. The uh, Grammy Award winning Jim Kimo West, uh, known mostly for his podcast theme song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Writing and recording, um, but yeah, he's Al said he had oodles of free time yeah. to learn the guitar over the pandemic, and uh, he said he's ready for his Los Angeles guitar playing debut. And mentioned at some point that some songs do benefit from having two guitars. Yeah. And um, as as we mentioned, yes. <laughs> Cinnamon Girl by you know uh, Neil Young, and um, you know I. I couldn't remember exactly what Al did with the guitar back in the Apollo uh, four years ago, but um, I felt like he 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 only used it like once in in the Apollo. Okay, because uh, that's at, what at he did time, tonight. <laughs> well, he he was playing it a little bit more tonight. Okay, than 
then, uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it clearly he clearly was letting Jim do the majority of the guitar work. Yeah, he uh, was kind of he was holding the guitar the whole time. Yeah, he, he was wasn't sort of <laughs> strumming it every once in a while. But it, it just it seemed like he did maybe learned a little bit more between uh, now and you know. But I, I feel it, like it was shtick. I don't know that he actually learned anything. Uh, I think it was shtick because I saw him just kind of he he very like um, he made a big deal out of it like. When it came to the time for him to do the strums, he stood up and he like, without even doing anything with the uh, the uh, fingers on the notes, he just kind of like strummed it uh, plain and he did it a couple times and he made like a really hard concentrating face when he did it. Yeah. Like it was <laughs> a lot of effort and um, I don't know, he did the whammy bar at the end. Did you see that? Yes. Even though I don't think it was even plugged in. <laughs> he was doing the whammy bar. He wasn't doing anything. Um, and then at the end of the song, he said... Uh, Time well spent. Yes. <laughs> all, that, all that effort for that couple uh, notes he played. Well, so it made me wonder, because Dave, we've talked about um, when Al and Jim do You Don't Love Me Anymore, how I always would love to see Al smash a guitar. And you said, no, he cannot have a guitar because that would be a prop. And that's against... The rules of this tour, yep. as per the uh, the legal language uh, written out on, on the shirt. <laughs> well, Dave, did that cinnamon girl guitar? Did that count as a prop? No, he played it. it was <laughs> That's okay. why he had to actually play it. That was the okay. <laughs> it seemed like a prop to me, but okay. <laughs> well, it was an instrument. That okay. He played. Okay. He legitimately played it. I mean, would you consider the uh, cowbell a prop? Uh, no, because he actually plays it. There you go. But he, I think it was more of a joke that he was... A, anyway, um, he thanked everyone for coming out to the tour. Yep. Uh, and he want, He said he wants to thank uh, uh, lots of his friends who paid to get in when they know they could have gotten comps. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's funny. <laughs> it made me wonder, do we count as Al's friends and could we have gotten comps, Dave? <laughs> Um, and of course, we went into uh, the 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 closer of all closers, the unplugged medley. Yep. Uh, Amish Paradise smells like Nirvana, white and nerdy, word crimes, Yoda and Yoda chant. And um, I don't have any anything to report. Uh, it was all um, it was all great. It was all as expected. I mean, Amish Paradise got got huge. Uh, oh, absolutely, huge yeah. People singing along, as soon as recognized. I think a lot of people, I mean, I know at one point uh, during Yoda, I looked over and uh, Zach Sherwin was uh, was was uh, singing along to Yoda. Oh, good. Oh, and, awesome. And uh, and uh, the, certainly the, uh, the lovely tattooed woman sitting next to us was standing up <laughs> and, and for sure at, for Yoda and uh, and very impressed with the Yoda chant as well. There was a guy in front of me. Uh, I don't know if you guys would have seen him, but he was right in front of me because I was the front row of our tier, I guess. And then there was like some steps down. So he was down the steps. But as soon as the unplugged medley started, he stood up and started dancing and he changed his dance as as the music changed. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder what this guy's going to do for Yoda Chan. Because I knew it was coming. <laughs> like, is he going to dance for it? And he did start dancing uh, for Yoda Chan. And then um, once it got more complicated, he just kind of squatted down. 
until the end of Yoda chant, and then he stood up and kept dancing. <laughs> but he stayed like in the aisle the whole time. Wow. <laughs> this is a really good set list tonight. I'll oh, incredible. Incredible good, set good, list. Good, good concert. I mean, really, one of, you know, definitely, you know, I'll brought it out. I have the concert ended at 1037. Um, Al said, thank you, Los Angeles. Love you all. Good night. And actually, I wanted to mention during the uh, Unplugged Medley, maybe it was more like Yoda and Yoda chant. I noticed JW out on stage. Did oh, you? Really? No, um, no, no, no. He was out on uh, on Steve's side and um, was just kind of like standing there. <laughs> like it was kind of weird. Like he was kind of, I mean, it was it's a big wide stage, but he was just kind of standing there. It wasn't like off in the wings. He was just standing out on stage. Um, I don't know why, uh, but at one point I did see him take some pictures or video of the audience. Um, but then after that, he just still was standing there. Um, and, uh, yeah, I have 1038 as the end time. So somewhere between 1037 and 1038, uh, it ended. And I did see as Jim was leaving, he was taking some videos and, uh, photos of the audience. Yeah, yeah, I picked that up as well. All right, well, now we go on to... Part three of the episode, where now we have an entire another episode within this episode of, of things that happen after the concert. Because as as um, as anyone who uh, has attended a concert with us, <laughs> no, we uh, the, the procedure typically is we have so many friends in the audience that we don't get to see as much as we'd like. That we start having conversations and then we get kicked out of the theater and then we're near the merch and then we get kicked out of there and then we're in the lobby and then we get kicked out of there. So that, of course, happened tonight, um, except uh, with celebrities <laughs> involved. So, um, yeah, of course, we're yeah, pretty much everybody that we had mentioned earlier, we're hanging out with them. Uh, but some new names we're adding to the mix. Uh, well, I finally got to see uh, Gabe. Because um, even though we were texting and stuff, I finally got to see him. So it was great to like start talking to him a little bit and, and actually hear that whole story. And um, uh, I was talking to Zach Sherwin and his girlfriend Diana, and you know they loved the show. And and then of course we start getting ushered out. And um, I don't even know. I, we were split up again, Dave. So um, I got ushered out, and as soon as I was ushered out, as with with Gabe and I, you know, Gabe is a magician, so I was like, "Oh, Gabe, you should do a magic trick for Kenneth." So Kenneth came over, and they started doing a magic trick, and um, I got distracted because then Jonah Ray showed up. I was like, "Hey, Jonah!" <laughs> and uh, Jonah gave me a big hug. He was there with his wife Deanna, and um, immediately we just, you know, we're talking, you know, um, nerding out about the concert and everything, and and um, eventually uh, you showed up, yep. Dave. Uh, so if you want to fill us in up until that point. Uh, yeah, I mean, basically, uh, I gave Jonah a hug. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so nice to see him. And if people are like, Jonah Ray, well, how did these guys know Jonah Ray? Um, he, of course, has, has been a guest on the podcast, but we also did a live event with him yeah. uh, literally right before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, end of January 2020, uh, he flew out to Albany and he did a couple stand-up comedy shows with me. And then um, he did a live Q&A with Dave and I before a screening of UHF yeah, it was at, so much fun. at uh, Proctor's in Schenectady. And that was a blast. And he had a blast. 
And so um, he and I were just talking about how much fun that whole trip was for him and how he said he did that and he did a couple more dates and then he said he doesn't do stand-up comedy anymore. <laughs> so, um, you know, he's working on other stuff, but um, it was so nice to see him. Yeah, it was cool to get to see Jonah. And uh, I think Jonah had to head back because he had passes. And yes. Was, and we were yeah. continually getting kicked out. And we maybe then made another five or six feet. We ran into another former guest of the podcast. Yes. we. Um, it was just so amazing. I just I note, recognized him. And uh, I think I fanboyed a little bit uh, on the podcast because he was the host of Cupcake Wars, which is a, a favorite show of mine. Uh, but it was Justin Willman, yeah. who, uh, the, of course, the magician and uh, culinary host. Uh, he's got the show on Netflix. He actually has a new uh, baking show that he's a host of on Netflix. And uh, cool. he was just kind of hanging out. And I was like, hey, <laughs> it's Justin. That's cool. And uh, it was, he was with his buddy. And um, uh, I feel like, I don't know if you were with me or if I called you over, Dave, but it, uh, we got to chat with him a little bit. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, I, I noticed you chatting with him, and then I recognized him immediately, and so I came over and joined. Yeah, so it was great to see Justin. I mean, first time I'm meeting him. First time I met him yeah, too. Yeah, he's cool. Such a nice guy. He's someone that we just knew through the podcast, um, and uh, he uh, he complimented my um, my Weird Al lanyard. And uh, so I gave it to him. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> I have a couple of them. So <laughs> I was like, he'll, he'll appreciate it. So he, he happily put it on and enjoyed That's it. That's very cool. Uh, we did get, get a picture with him, which was really cool. Um, and uh, that yeah. Point, at that point, then we got kicked out again. Yeah, we got kicked out. <laughs> Jackie and Vicky picked up their uh, contraband um, purses. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then we were, we're outside and like we go outside and like at this point, like there is at least 15 people that I personally know, right. out super fans, <laughs> just all congregated outside. And it's like everybody that we had mentioned, you know, just, just a huge group of people out there. Um, I'm sitting, everyone's just chatting and talking and having fun because now we're outside. So they don't really care. They're not trying to kick us off the property. Yeah. They can't point. kick us out of the outside. <laughs> and so we're just all chatting and. They can't kick us in. <laughs> I mean, like, they won't. Like, I mean, I, I, everybody there, you know, it, it's like uh, Alexis Corrigan, uh, TV's Kyle, he's there, Tony Goldmark, Luke Ski, you know, Scott Sorensen, you know, uh, Kenneth. Right. UH Jeff, uh, Gabe, you know, Adriana, just, I mean, I'm sure there's more multiple others there. Just everybody out there, just, just hang around. And, uh, I'm, you know, we're just kind of hanging out there, and all of a sudden, like, uh, I see somebody come out the door, and it's uh, Scotty Haskell. Yeah, uh, she comes over, she gives me a hug, and she she mentioned that uh, she's going to have a new album coming out in like two months or so. So we're going to talk to her about that. I'm sure we'll have more information on that once it's available to share with you guys. That's really cool. Yeah, and uh, I think she talked about it a little bit on our podcast with her. So it sounds like she's finally ready yeah. to release it. And uh, you know, it's great to see her. You know. Uh, and then uh, everybody was just chatting, and I'm like, well, there's so many, like, Weird Al super fans here. As I just said, all right, everybody who knows, you know, knows me or the podcast, just, 
gathered in this corner and it took a little wrangling like herding cats to get everybody in the corner there. Well, I, I went and grabbed because uh, Gabe like uh, split off because he like, well yeah so people are saying people are leaving at this point I'm like I can't let a, this group of break up without having everybody uh, well so I ran to find Gabe and, and Jackie and, and uh, I was like Gabe can you take this picture because I, I figured he wouldn't mind and uh, by the time I got back someone else was already taking the picture so I was like Gabe get in the picture <laughs> yeah. yeah so I had a couple uh I, I post on my personal Facebook. Uh, you can see everybody on there. Um, it's just, and I'm sure some people probably left by then already. But uh, but we got tried to get the biggest group we could. Right, and some people had VIP and yeah. yeah. Uh, but it was cool. So it's such a huge group, and it hasn't been a group like like I mean that that big in a while probably since uh, maybe the star ceremony. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, it's been, <laughs> at least that group of people. That was cool. So I uh, got that cool picture. Uh, we started heading back to the car. And, uh, Immediately, I noticed someone who had been on our podcast. Yeah. Um, uh, someone who, because of his presence at the concert, uh, had Al say, <laughs> "What's up, hot dog?" It was Scott Ackerman. So cool. Uh, it was he was there with his wife. Uh, uh, I hope I'm not pronouncing her name wrong or too wrong. Kulop, and um, also standing with him, I immediately recognized someone. Uh, who is uh, an actor in, in many uh, shows that I really love, and I'm a huge fan of his TV show Review on Comedy Central, was Andy Daly, and who I think was his daughter. She seemed like a uh, yeah. like younger, and um, it was really cool. So we, we got to uh, chat with Scott, and we talked about... Um, Reminisced about him being on the podcast. Well, I said, like, uh, hey, Scott, you were on my podcast. And uh, his wife goes, he, he's on a lot of podcasts or something. <laughs> I was like, it's a Weird Al podcast. It's like, you, you didn't do many of those. So he immediately remembered it. And I said, it was really cool how um, when Al was on his podcast just a week or so later after ours aired, uh, that he talked to Al about our podcast. And... Um, <laughs> He uh, he said again, he's like, yeah, of course, you know, if there was a podcast all about me, I would listen to it. And <laughs> I said, I think Al lied to you, Scott, when he said he only listens to most of our episodes. <laughs> I think he listens to all of them. <laughs> and Scott thought that was funny. He's like, of course, of course. And um, so it was really cool to see him um, and uh, really cool to meet Andy Daly. And uh, I did give them stickers and I gave Andy Daly's daughter some stickers and she was excited about that. Um, how cool! I, I was thrilled that we got to to see them, and a nice surprise to get to meet Andy. Yeah, and uh, so then we're finally finally ready to leave. <laughs> well, yeah, so I don't know. Maybe we made it fifty feet. Oh, it was funny. We we walked past this line, and they looked like they were lining up to be get into Denny's. But yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we walk past the line of people lining up to get into Denny's, and uh, we see one more final, final person, <laughs> celebrity, this El Maestro himself. Yeah, someone performed <laughs> up on stage with Weird Al. They met through Grinder. It was really cool. It was, it was yes, El Maestro himself, Ruben Valtier, hanging out on the street corners. <laughs> And uh, he, you know, he's he's uh, holding court and uh, goofing around, and and um, he was there with his, uh, he said his music student and his nephew. Yeah, cool. Uh, and so we got to chat with him, and as part of the group, I think we got a picture. Someone got a picture. Somebody took a group picture. I don't know, yeah. Hopefully, we see. I think it might have been Jeff. Uh, so hopefully, we get to see that one day. 
And, uh, yeah, it was really cool. We got to talk to him a little bit and um, told him how we're going to be uh, out for these uh, these four shows in a row. And um, I guess there's uh, a big contingent of uh, Rubinettes who will be in uh, Santa Barbara on Monday. So we'll have to see. Um, cool. We'll have to see. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think uh, that catches us up almost to where we are. Almost present time. I know we had a we had a grocery stops on the ride home, and then Ethan incredibly somehow thought this was a good idea and ordered pizza, <laughs> ordered pizza, but not from like a pizza. I mean, ordered pizza outside of the. The New Jersey, New York area is sketchy in itself. But to order pizza, uh, not from a pizzeria, but from 7-Eleven. I had no idea they even made pizza. And I still not, and I tasted it, and I'm still not convinced it's pizza. It's pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, so... Uh, well, I didn't have a pretzel, Dave. I had nothing. Right. And uh, I opened up Uber Eats, and it said, 7-Eleven, get 50% off your order. So I was like, oh, what, is, what do they have? And they had pizza. I was like, how bad can this be? Well, And it's as yeah. bad as it gets, but it's right. still sustenance. Vicky, before we go, what, do you have any uh, overall observations, anything that you wanted to mention about the show or the evening or the day? Um, I loved the Wiltern Theater, beautiful oh, Art cool. yeah. Theater, just gorgeous, so that was fun, and it was just fun being with you guys. Oh, it's so fun to be oh, with you. you, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's, there's always a, a huge amount of fun just being at a Weird Al show, but when you get to be there with your friends and you know, you know, Weird Al loved ones, it's it's yeah, really it's the, best. it's the best. It's it's such a it's a fun experience, but it's such an incredible shared experience. And uh, we certainly there was a lot of love and friends in the audience tonight. Mm-hmm. Indeed, what a what a what a fun, what a long day. I mean, up nearly twenty four hours at this point, but what a long over twenty four hours. Yeah, what a I'm, I'm close to like 48, Dave. I don't know what you're saying about oh. 4, 24. Oh, what, let's get what, what a long, what a long day! But what a what a fun, fun, exciting, exciting day! And just getting, you know, getting to see Vicky again, getting to hang out with all of our incredible friends, and just seeing all the, and meeting so many people for the first time, and getting to meet so many different. Uh, so many different celebrities that I just had no idea who was even there. So uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, and I'm happy to do it. And we get to do it all again tomorrow. Yay. We're in the same exact spot. The uh, Will Turn... I already forgot the name. Will Turn Theater, <laughs> Los Angeles, tomorrow, later today. And uh, we'll see you then. That was Dave and Ethan's 2,000-inch Weird Al podcast ridiculously self-indulgent bonus episode 21 centimeters. Now how much would you pay? Lisa Popeil, 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 Lisa Popeil. But wait, there's more. It's not sold in any store. Now how much background singing will she sing? Now how much will she sing? <laughs>